The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This week we're doing uh, one of our another of our Mount Rushmores because it's going to be that time of year where we get into these. Um, so this time we are to the Baltimore Orioles. Brig is going to go through and give us a little bit of history about the team. I will share where the team name comes from and a little bit about the colors too. So go ahead, take it away, Brig. Yes, we're excited. Okay, so the Baltimore Orioles have been around for 123 seasons since the dawn of time. They began in 1901. They continue to this day. They have, nothing has changed. Well, lots has changed, but they're still a franchise. <laughs> Literally, so much has changed. <laughs> lots. Okay, so <laughs> their win-loss record sits at a 474, with 9,029 losses and 10,013 wins. Playoff appearances: 15, seven pennant wins three world championships. That's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to wait till the end. Tell you more. So it's crazy. So you, you say 1901, right? Yeah. They were originally the Milwaukee Brewers in 1901. Yep. And then they became, that was only for one year. And then they became the St. Louis Browns until 1953. And then they were the Baltimore Orioles, which is super crazy. Because they're the original Baltimore Orioles are now, do you know? No. The New York Yankees. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did know that. That was like also 100 years ago. That's like Maybe. the weirdest thing to me. It's so weird. Because the Yankees have been around forever. You think that they just like started, right? That maybe so, they were the Yonkers batsmen and then they were evolved into the New York well, Yankees. But no, they were the Baltimore Orioles and then they were the New York Yankees. And then the the Milwaukee Brewers became the St. Louis Browns who became the Baltimore Orioles. But then right. the Seattle Pilots who were in the in Seattle for one year became the Milwaukee Brewers. It's so weird, Brick. It's crazy. It's, don't forget the New York Highlanders, right? That's right. kind of one of the original. Anyway, never mind. So... Um, <laughs> it's so crazy. Can I talk about so, where the team name came from, real quick? Please do. Yeah, I was just gonna. Yes. Okay. Yes, so there's a couple things. So, um, like I said, the team moved from St. Louis in 1954, and after relocating, they decided to adopt the name the Orioles because teams in Baltimore, in Maryland, have been using the Oriole as their team name because it's the state bird since 1882. So I wasn't kidding when I say the dawn of time. Since the beginning of like super organized baseball, pretty much teams have been the Baltimore Orioles, and so um, they just they took this team because or this team name because everybody else has been. And in case you're curious, Brig, this is what a Baltimore Oriole sounds like. That is an actual Baltimore Oriole. No, no. That is high class entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I did so, not know you were going to do that. That was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. 
so man. that's what a Baltimore Oriole sounds like. Uh, I was actually curious because I've never heard it. Uh, at least I don't know that I've ever heard it. But anyway, um, so one thing that's cool is that the colors, the black and the orange, uh, actually part of it, a big part of it comes from the color of an Oriole, right? You see it on the on the logo all the time, the black and the orange. But also some of it comes from the coat of arms of Lord Baltimore, by the by. What? This is the coat of arms of Lord Baltimore. Let me read you a little bit about uh, Lord Baltimore. I think I closed it, but I can pull it up real quick. You better pull it up real quick because you got me totally on the hook, Brad. Yeah, so Cecil Calvert, 2nd Baron Baltimore, uh, he was the first proprietor of Maryland. He was born in 1605, and so he was in... was in Maryland in the 1600s and his coat of arms is where actually the Maryland flag comes from. Whoa. Yeah. That's what this is. And that's why you see that on the inside of their city connect and all that stuff and all over the place, which I think is the coolest state flag in the country, by the way. Oh yeah. It's fabulous. I love it. Probably because it's been around since the 1600s when people cared about stuff like that. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's where the Orioles come from. A lot of fun. That's and so now cool, you know man. what an Oriole sounds like as well. I mean, I am I am better for having heard <laughs> that. I really am. And I will be. tell you, I will tell you that on top of that, uh, I didn't know I was playing double A ball until now. Like, <laughs> you've, you've raised the bar. <laughs> Thought we'd go big leagues on this one, Brig. I mean, yeah. <laughs> a dude, team with totally. 120 plus years of history. <laughs> you gotta pay some respect to it. But anyway. You do. You do. Okay. Yeah. Um, why don't you lead us off, Brig, with your first Mount Rushmore nominee for the Orioles? Okay. All right. Let's just I, I'm get some certain we're gonna overlap on at least two yeah. of these, if not three. Let's get some four. of this out of the way. All right. So my guy, my first guy, two-time MVP, rookie of the year. 19-time All-Star, Home Run Derby champion, 1983 World Series, two-time Gold Glove, eight-time Silver Slugger, two-time All-Star MVP, two-time Major League Player of the Year. He spent all 21 seasons of his career in Baltimore as an Oriole. He broke Lou Gehrig's consecutive game streak. It's Cal Ripken Jr., you can't beat it. It's got to be number one. He does. He's absolutely the top. And it's funny because I've heard Cal Ripken called a compiler. And sometimes I will make that argument just for fun, just to be a troll. But it does require a certain level of ability to play through injury, durability, all of it, to be able to play that many games in a row. And the mm-hmm. fact that he was the MVP the league at the AL MVP on a team that won the World Series. Yep. That's a really big deal. Because that's and that was only his third Series, season. That was his third season as a player in the league. Yeah. Yeah. He goes 23 games in 81. Then he plays a full 160 in 82 where he wins rookie of the year. And is number 30 on the MVP voting. So he still got a little attention there anyway. Then in 83, he leads the league in games, plate appearances, at-bats, runs, hits, doubles, 
all the way over to an all-star appearance, an MVP, and a, a Silver Slugger award. His I third look at year that in the league. Shortstop award. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it should it's be. SS. <laughs> but it's so it's so it's so weird to think about this this version of Cal Ripken because not only did he lead the league in doubles in '47, but he also hit 27 home runs. He hit 20 home runs. Every at least twenty year twenty home runs every year until nineteen ninety two when he hit fourteen and then he hit twenty again in ninety three and then he hit twenty six again in ninety six. Yeah, he never hit fewer than ten in a full season, Mm-mm. and it's it's weird to think about who eighties Cal Ripken was because I saw nineties Cal Ripken same of like a doubles guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hitting for average and just playing every day. Slap hitter, yeah, for sure. With the man of many batting stances as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't know. Anything, yeah. I didn't know until we started doing this that he actually won the home run derby in 91. Yeah. No idea. No clue. The dude's the man. I mean, he's just the man. And you can't snub a guy as a compiler when he was an all star in one, two, three, four, five, six, his last six seasons. So he's right. 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, and 40. And well, he played 20. All-star. He played he played 21 years and he made 19 all-star teams. So yeah. am I reading that right? Yeah, it's 19. Yeah. 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 So I don't so. I don't want to hear the compiler crap. Right. Well, and this is the thing too, is in order for a guy to be able to rack up that many games in a row, he's got to be good enough to play. There was nobody yeah. who came behind him at shortstop who or third base and they were like you know maybe it's time for us to move cal it never happened yeah. ever it he never ever happened out. yeah at 40 years old yeah <laughs> still an all-star <laughs> yeah he still he made it into the hall of fame with 537 votes out of a possible 545 I don't know who the handful of curmudgeons there, but they had some poopy pantsery going on during the voting process. Or they probably because... felt like he was a compiler for playing so many games in a row. You think and... even after ten years? So this, this, so this is funny. This is a funny thing to me, Brick. So guys, <laughs> you hear people complain about players taking days off now, like, oh, guys only play one hundred and forty games now. They don't play one hundred sixty-two yeah. like they used to. But then yeah. you got, I'm sure, I'm sure, Brig. Some of those eight guys were like, oh, Cal Ripken never took a day off. Let a guy behind him get a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You can't have it both ways, sir. And you you're damned if you do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So listen, listen. It gets better though. His career averages, these these are terrific. His on-base percentage is 340, slugging 447, OPS 788, right? He's But the best one is he has a 95.9 war over his career. He was a positive impact player every time. Right. And he never the, had. That, never right. had a down year. Never. Never had a down year, ever. Nope. In 20 full seasons, never had a down year. And That's offensively and defensively, he never went in the negative. Not one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Cal Rifkin, absolutely deserving of the number one spot in uh, in the Orioles, Mount Rushmore. 100%. Okay, 100%. Agree. Okay. All right. There's our crossover times one. Let's see what happens the yep. next time. You go. Okay. 
my next guy, he's a little bit farther down on their top 24 players on baseball reference, right? Because he's yeah, got a war, yeah. <laughs> career war of 82.8. Okay, but he split time. Most of his career, and I would say his best years, were spent with the Orioles. Okay. Um, he never won a Cy Young. I argue that he probably should have. Uh, Hall of Famer, though, five-time All-Star, seven-time Gold Glove. And all those all-stars came in Baltimore. This yep. guy is Mike Mussina. Yep. And I can see why somebody be like, no, nah, there are other guys in front of him who deserve it more. But for me, having grown up like <laughs> as a fan of a West Coast team, a kid growing up on the West Coast, if yep. I saw that Mike Mussina was pitching on a Wednesday night on ESPN, I was moving, I was leaving my friend's house and coming to watch Mike Mussina pitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding you, Brig. I was a huge awesome. Mike Mustina fan, and I was sorely disappointed when he went and played for the Yankees. Sorry, buddy. That's just the way it went. But yeah, but no, he had his definitely had his best years in Baltimore, and they were absolutely outstanding. Led the league in '95 with four shutouts. Um, was, led the league with starts in '96 with 36, and he won. He didn't ever win 20 games, but at the same time, though, those Baltimore teams that he played on, some of them weren't very – they were fine, but they weren't great. Yeah, right? yeah, if he'd been playing on better teams at the time, I'm sure that he would have had several 21 seasons. For sure. Especially back then, you know, because that's like – but he did have one, two – he had two 19-win seasons, a couple 18-win seasons. He got really close a few times, but like I said, had he been on better teams, I think that he'd have, he'd have gotten 20 wins. Did he ever so, win a Cy Young with Baltimore? No, never won a Cy Young. He had um, his uh, what first full year in the first full year in the league. He finished fourth, um, yeah. and then he finished fourth again in '94, fifth in '95, '96, sixth in '97, mm-hmm. runner up in '99. So he came close a lot. Even his last year as a Yankee, he was sixth. Then he finished 19 in MVP voting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think with the role that he played, as significant as he was, granted he's playing beside Cal Ripken, yeah, in the '90s, but he was the anchor on that on that '90s Baltimore pitching staff, which they were contenders. They made the playoffs and they they yeah. made runs, right? Like they, they were, did, yeah. Those were some pretty good teams that they, like I said, had they been a little bit better and been able to get over the top, he'd have had 21 seasons. But I think he absolutely be- belongs in the Orioles Hall of Fame or uh, Mount Rushmore. Interesting. Well, we're not going to cross over there. I didn't think we would. I didn't think no. we would. In and fact, that's like I said, I, that's a that's a highly biased pick because of how big of a Messina fan I was of a, who played on a team that I had no business cheering for as a nine year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I have to disagree with you. I got to go with a pitcher myself, but I got to go a totally different direction on my next one. Okay. Uh, this guy won three Cy Young awards. And he finished top five in the Cy Young voting like another four four times or something like that. Let me look. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I was right. Four times. Five times. Oh, five times in the top five, the years he didn't win the three Cy Young awards. He was also number two in MVP voting one year where he did win the Cy Young award. And he finished in MVP voting a bunch of times between one and 19. So he was an all-star six times, 
four-time gold glove as a pitcher, two-time ERA title, and three-time World Series champion. He's in the Hall of Fame. His name's Jim Palmer. Uh, honestly, honestly, the fact that he's a three-time Cy Young Award winner and a three-time World Series champion, and he spent 19 seasons with the same ball club, you're talking about an entire generation or two, mm-hmm. if you overlap them, of fans cheering on one guy every four or five days. And he was there every time and he came to bed. It came, he showed up. 1968, he did not play with injuries or he did not play any games because of injuries in 68. But otherwise, his entire career was spent in Baltimore. And you know, Brad, I'm a sucker for guys who spend their entire career with You are. You are a sucker for those kind of guys. So that's my bias showing for sure. But, I mean, these guys, his his career war, 68.5. 268 wins against 152 losses. Given the difficulty with wins-loss stats, I get it. But his career ERA is 2.86. Crazy. Yeah. And it, obviously that's a great pick. I'm not going to take anything away from you because I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. My personal preference was Musina. That's fair. Reason. That's Only fair. Reason. It's okay. It's all right. Only reason. That's okay. All right, man. My next, this guy. is where it's going to start getting interesting though. This is I think, why I'm I think very if we don't overlap on this brig, I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> shocked. Okay. About so this is a guy who played, he played 21 years in the league. 13 of those years were played in Baltimore. Um, when I think of this guy, I think of him as an Oriole, obviously because he spent 13 years there, but he was kind of a journeyman. Played, played for the Dodgers, played in Cleveland, played for the Mets, and had a cup of coffee, it looks like, with the Angels. So hmm. uh, he's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> won the Rookie of the Year, eight-time All-Star, 83 World Series champion. Three-time Gold Glove, three silver, three silver sluggers. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, I'm talking about Eddie Murray. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So, you know, you see <laughs> on social media a lot of times people will be like, they'll put up a logo of a team. They'll be like, "Who's one guy that comes to your mind when you see this logo?" For me, right. with with the Orioles, it's not Cal Ripken. Unfortunately, it's not Mike Messina. It's Eddie Murray. Is really? the first guy who pops up. Yeah. Really? And I don't know why. I don't know why. And I don't know if it's like, it's so weird because Brig, in my lifetime, he spent a total of like, like of my like awareness of watching baseball. He's played 64 games for the Orioles in 96. Yeah. I probably watched 40 of those games. It felt like for whatever <laughs> reason, when I was watching the Orioles, and had no business doing it yeah, yeah, as a 10 yeah, year yeah. old. Right. <laughs> But yeah, to me, Eddie Murray is the Baltimore Orioles. Got to have the Astro Afro puffs on this on his. You got to have it on his Mount Rushmore statue. Um, sure. I I don't know. There are a few guys who embody Baltimore Orioles more than him. And let's look at this for just a minute. Eighty one, he led the league with twenty two home runs and seventy eight RBIs. Al is a Baltimore Oriole. Eighty four led the league with one hundred seven walks and a four ten on base percentage. Which I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, on base. What did he do otherwise? Dude's getting on base. He's making stuff happen. And teams were afraid to pitch to him because he led the league in intentional walks in 82 and 84 with 18 and 25, respectively. 
Correct. And he holds the record for most sack flies. I love a sack fly. I don't know why. Yeah, I do too. 128 sack flies in his career. Dude could put the ball in play and make yeah. stuff happen. Won the rookie of the year, runner up in the MVP in 82 and 83, top five finish in 81, 84, and 85. Oh, and again in 90 with the Dodgers, but that doesn't really count for this conversation. Yeah. But yeah, no, Eddie Murray is one guy who is like burned into my mind as an Oriole. And maybe it has to do with baseball cards. I don't know. Could 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 be. Could be. But yeah. Okay. That's my number three. I am very excited to talk about this. Okay, let's do it. Because I have to disagree with you again. That's just fine. <laughs> That's why we do this. I you thought we were going to overlap on this one, but we don't. <laughs> okay. Eddie Murray, I I wanted to put Eddie Murray on the ball. I didn't. I way. I didn't think we'd overlap on this one, honestly. Okay, good. I I, I thought maybe two. I thought maybe two. We'd overlap okay. on. I think we're going to overlap one more time. I think so. Okay, so the reason I I'm not going to put Eddie Murray on there is because he didn't play with his his entire career with with Baltimore. Now, is that suddenly yeah. one of your requirements as of like no, today? No, <laughs> okay. it's been a big deal for me forever, but this one I have okay. an argument for. Okay. Okay. I compared Adley Rutschman to Eddie Murray. Oh, really? And I wanted to see, I'm just curious because I wanted to see, I think Adley Rutschman, first of all, is my number three guy. Maybe he'll be, he should, for me, should be in the number four slot because the well, other guys I mean, we haven't talked they're about not, yet. They're not ranked. It's just a, right? Okay. I, mean, I right. guess you put a guy in the, put two guys in the middle, but whatever. So, so, yes. But so listen, okay. So look, <laughs> Eddie Murray played 13 seasons in Baltimore. Adley Rutschman's going to play his whole career in Baltimore. Just watch. Like he's Most likely. Out. Yeah. Okay. He Murray had a 7.5 war in his first two seasons offensively or to- total war right and had a negative 1.8 defensive war his first two seasons rutchman only has two seasons okay rutchman across the same two seasons has a 9.3 war okay and a positive defensive war in his first two seasons okay Rutschman also has a silver slugger already. His defensive war is 1.6 over the first two seasons. He sh- should have, in some argument, in some circles, won the rookie of the year. Okay. Both of but them were all stars. Yeah. Both of them were all stars in their second seasons with Baltimore. Murray finished eighth in MVP voting his second year. Rutschman finished ninth his second season in the league. Okay. Rushman Rutschman is going to participate in a Baltimore Orioles World Series. It's going to happen. Okay, you're calling. I don't know Orioles World Series right now. I don't know if they're going to win or lose, but okay. they are going to participate in a World they're Series. Make it. They're going to get a pennant. They're going to make it. Eddie Murray did. Eddie Murray won, right? In '83. Now, in his second season in the league, Rutschman hit 20 home runs. Murray hit 27. His second season in the league. I'm going to chalk that up to being the difference between I got to play behind the plate and that he's got to play first base. That's the difference for me there. Right. I think Adley Rutschman, even after his first two seasons in Baltimore, 
is better than Eddie Murray is projected to be better than Eddie Murray. I'm okay with that because Adley Rutschman is my fourth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I have him on there because it's just like what I did with Corbin Carroll. Like you, you make a blank slate and save it for Adley Rutschman after his career is all said and done. Then you Mm -hmm. put him up up there on that Mount Rushmore because we've talked about this. If we talked about it once, we've talked about it a hundred times. The Baltimore Orioles were in the race at the end of the season in the 2022 season because Adley Rutschman was on that team. They did not start to get competitive until they called him up. It was no coincidence that, no. that his his promotion and the turnaround of that team happened simultaneously. No Shifted everything. It 100%. did. And the 2023 Orioles winning 100 games, no coincidence that Adley Rutschman is like – the captain of that team in his he's second year, his first full year at the big leagues, he's yes. going to be a star for decades as long as as long as they have him around, which hopefully, like you said, is his entire career. He is going to be a star. He's going to be Mr. Baltimore Oriole. He's going to yep. be the guy with that team. Gunnar Henderson will be right there with him, but yep. Adley Rutschman is the face of that franchise and leading that team to most likely. I think you're probably right. I think this team will get to a pennant eventually. Yep. Especially with this new ownership group, when willing to spend money, yeah, they'll get there, and he's going to be the face. He's going to be the face of the team when they do. Hundred yeah, percent. No, absolutely. nothing yeah. against Eddie Murray. Nothing. If, yeah. If we had to stop the Mount Rushmore conversation at 2023, you'd have to go with Eddie Murray. I would. I would have to. But because we don't have to, because we make up the rules and they don't matter, right? We can go with Adley Rutschman. <laughs> exactly right. We can. And and this is the thing. So you said you had a you had a runner up. My runner up would have been Brooks Robinson. And my runner up would have been Eddie Murray. There you go. So who's your I last have an honorable guy? mention that's not my who? runner up. So <laughs> your runner because I still have one up? left. I've only given you, you three names. Right. That's what I was saying. Who's your fourth guy? It's Brooks Robinson. I, I thought so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go through Brooks Robinson really quick. Hall of Fame. He won the MVP one time, two-time World Series champion, World Series MVP, by the way, 16-time Gold Glove, 18-time All-Star, All-Star Game MVP, spent, oh, what was it? His entire career in Baltimore, Brad, 23 seasons. Your new requirement. It's not new. It's just my favorite. Um, you've never said, you've never highlighted so much as you have today not as, with guys. Not as much as And you've today. had that, guys who have not spent their entire career well, making it on your Mount Rushmore. That's true. But I think if there's an abundance, if if I have a lots of choices and I get to pick nitpick between guys who did or didn't. And You're going to pick the guys could, who. That'll yeah. be the deal breaker for me. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the that. The deal breaker. Anyway, Brooks Robinson, third baseman, just absolutely terrific. Career wards 78.4 over those 23 seasons. Just stellar, man. Just yeah. shy of the 3,000 hit club at 2848. So, how did he, how did 30 guys not vote for him? Did those 30 know. guys just assume, did those 30 people just assume that he was going to get in so they put their votes somewhere else? Or are they just curmudgeons? curmudgeons let's call most them. likely most likely i think you're right okay um are you ready for what chat gpt said about the orioles mount rushmore i am 
Okay, I'm just gonna read the internet. Okay, read the internet. So my my prompt was please. I always say please when I use Chat GPT, just in case, because you never know. You did. Try. I said please list the Baltimore Orioles Mount Rushmore, and so it said creating Mount Rushmore of the Baltimore Orioles involves selecting four individuals who have had the most significant impact on the team's history. Here's a list that represents a mix of players, managers, and other influential figures associated with the Orioles. Number one, as you would expect, Cal Ripken Jr., known as the Iron Man. Ripken is one of the most iconic figures in Orioles history. He spent his entire 21-year career with the team, setting the MLB record for consecutive games played, 2,632. Ripken was a 19-time All-Star, two-time American League MVP, and a key player during the Orioles' successful years in the 1980s and early 1990s. A little aside here, I I just can't wait for one of the days that ChatGPT gives us bogus information because that happens all the time. Anyway, <laughs> number two, Brooks Robinson. Widely yeah. regarded as one of the greatest third basemen of all time, Robinson spent his entire 23-year career with the Orioles. He won 16 Gold Glove Awards and was the World Series MVP in 1970 when the Orioles clinched the championship. Robinson's defensive prowess and leadership made him a beloved figure in Baltimore. Okay, here we go. Number three, Earl Weaver. I knew As the it. Orioles manager from 1968 to 1982 and again in 1985 to 1986, Earl Weaver left an indelible mark on the franchise. He led the team to four American League pennants and a World Series championship in 1970. Weaver's fiery personality and strategic acumen made him one of the most successful managers in MLB history. And then number four, are you ready? Oh, boy. Frank Robinson. Robinson made history as the first African-American manager in MLB when he took the helm of the Cleveland Indians in 1975. However, he also had a significant playing career with the Orioles. He won the Triple Crown in 1966, leading the team to a World Series victory and earning the AL MVP award. Mm-hmm. Robinson's impact as both a player and a trailblazer in baseball management earns him a spot on the Orioles' Mount Rushmore. And then the bottom says these individuals have made have made enduring contributions to the Baltimore Orioles, leaving an indelible mark on the franchise's history and earning their places on the team's Mount Rushmore. Eventually, somebody will be pushed out for Adley Rushman as he becomes the new face of the franchise. For oh, that's not that's not <laughs> Hold on, I, I want let's get into Frank Robinson really quick because this is a really great uh, uh, resume. Okay. Hall of Famer won 370 out of 415 ballots. Two-time MVP, Rookie of the Year, Triple Crown winner. We need to go over what that means one day because that's a big deal. Yes, we do. 14-time All-Star, two World Series wins, only one gold glove, which is very odd to me. World Series MVP, All-Star MVP, batting title, Major League Player of the Year, and Manager of the Year. His career war is 107.3. Just let that sink in for a minute. Cal Ripkins was like 95 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, He led the league. uh, It it was uh, 1966 is when he led the league in every damn thing. And uh, that's awesome. So Earl Weaver, real quick, as a manager, he only managed for the Orioles. Yeah. Total of 17 years. Um, I've got a win-loss record of 1,480 wins, 1,480 wins and 1,060 losses. That is a win-loss percentage of 50, 583. It's killer. So that is better than 54% break. That'll get you in the playoffs. <laughs> Earl Weaver was my honorable mention. Like was if I, I, Yeah, if I was going to give me – if you were going to give up me to a, your runner-up. 
my runner up to my runner up. Yeah, exactly. He would have <laughs> meant Earl Weaver for sure. Nice. Baseball family, let us know what you think. Did we totally botch the the Mount Rushmore predictions or or votes or whatever we're gonna call them? Nominations. Uh, nominations brad always corrects me on that because i always forget the word and he never does so that's really great <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think though put them in the comments below and uh send it to your friends so that they can comment and if you think we're way off base we want to know if you agree with us we want to know that too catch new episodes of the baseball together podcast every tuesday